we're going to bring on our next speaker who is Lestar Moore. Lestar is out in the bay, so it is still morning for her. Um, lucky for her that it's still morning, I guess. I don't know, I am definitely a night person. But what I do want to do is just tell you a bit about Lestar. And so you can understand more about why she's joining us today. So Lestar Moore is uh, an area supply manager for Nordstrom, managing the shipping department. In addition to managing her department, Lestar leads the MOVE committee at her distribution center, focusing on employee retention, engagement, and creating a more inclusive environment. With more than 10 years of experience, Lestar runs her own social media branding business, Love Starla, where she helps emerging businesses generate a social presence and help increase clientele. Lestar is a graduate of Sacramento State with a bachelor's of science degree in business with a concentration in entrepreneurship. She served as the social chair of the Sac State Honors Program Honors Committee. Welcome, Lestar. Thank you. How are you? I am good. How, how are you today? I'm good. I'm a night person as well. So, <laughs> so it's, about, it's about 9.36 out here. So uh, not really the time that I get up, but I'm doing good. Good, good. I'm glad you could join us. I want to get, I want to ask you, like, how did you get started? Um, because, because you're a manager at Nordstrom, but how did you get into move and employee engagement? Because that's like, wait, what? Like, how did you, like, you're not in HR, you're in a warehouse. Like, tell us how that all happened. So a little backstory, um, I used to work at Marshall's and I was a manager at Marshall's for 12 years. And I was actually their operations manager and their HR manager and their customer experience manager and a merch manager. So um, when I was in operations and HR, a part of my job literally was to motivate employees. Like I got rated on it. I was, it was a part of my evaluation. So I learned a lot. When I went to Nordstrom, because I wanted to get more behind the scenes feel, I actually began to, I love being behind the scenes, working more with people, not necessarily with customers, because it allowed me to use my experience from dealing with the personalities of different customers with employees. When COVID happened, things changed in our, in our department, in our building. And instead of having a flexible schedule, when we got back after COVID started, my life just turned uphill. I was on overtime from July of 2020 until December of 2020, working six days a week, about 11 hours a day. Um, I'm salary. So that was about 3,200 hours or so that I calculated that we did not get paid for. In addition to that, they took away all of our holidays. They took away our weekends because I used to work Monday through Friday. And I was a little bit unhappy. So I actually left Nordstrom back in March and decided to try something else. I decided that I really wasn't happy with the new situation. So I went back to Nordstrom a month later. They never wanted me to leave. And I said, if I go back, I have a plan in place where I can really help elevate our business. So when I walked in the building my first day back, 
I looked at my ops manager and my general manager and I said, we have work to do. And two days later, I, sub I submitted an initiative to, to, to start an employee engagement program to help develop, develop employees and to build a more inclusive, happier environment because employees were dropping like flies. Um, up until July, our attrition rate was the worst in the network at 221%. So we had hired 300 employees and we lost 300 employees. So my HR manager sat down with me and he said, I love your proposal. They had their boss come in who is the higher up the VP and we had a meeting and he said, let's do it. And so I said, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it my way because I got the secret sauce. And we started the committee. Now it was the employee engagement committee. However, one of our fellow DCs in Oregon, they had started the same thing because they had a new GM and they called their committee, the move committee. And so before I stole anything, I was like, can we borrow this? Because I really love what it stands for. Team is okay, but move is motivating our valued employees learning how to speak their language. And that's what I said. We have to learn how to speak the language of the employees. What do they want? Are we really being consistent in delivering satisfaction? And so that's how MOVE started and we've been moving on up ever since. I love it. Can you tell us what MOVE stands for again? Motivating our valued employees. Woo. I, I love that. I, I agree with you. I love I love what MOVE stands for, motivating our valued employees. Do show us we, we are valued. And I agree that those hours, but I, I like the MOVE. Um, as they say, it's cheaper to keep her. Yeah. Um, but also when you are coming, bring somebody's agreeing to come back to the organization and they're looking to solve a problem, it is really, really important for organizations like you want to, okay, what do we need to bring you back? And the stipulations, they're like, oh, with, you know, all of this money on my salary, but these things have to change. And I think right now is very important for organizations to do this and they're feeling the pain because they didn't do it prior to the pandemic, right? It's, it's, it's like, we don't have money to budget. It was, it was real interesting how that money materialized, wasn't it? <laughs> all those other services materialize so i really uh i really love how how you how you pick that up now as we're talking about how you got started how um and why you created this employee engagement program why should mid-career employees and managers mid-level managers like you be involved in resolving um employee to employee attrition, employee engagement, employee turnover. Why why should you be involved? We directly interact with them. I believe like my employees see me more than they see the general manager, the operations manager, because I'm on the floor talking to them. I'm like their therapist sometimes. You know, my job has many hats and I build trust and I've built a relationship with them. So they trust me. And they know that if they have a grievance or an issue or an idea that I'm going to, you know, reach out to the proper party or execute it myself to really help them. So it's important for us to 
to be involved because we're directly relating to them. We're like touching them every day, having meetings with them, talking to them. And who better than us? Um, I believe just even myself, I work in a company where the people have been there. A lot of the managers have been there since I, before I was born. And I was born in 88. <laughs> so a lot of them have this old school way of thinking and you know, millennials, we like to work smarter, not harder. And they just want to work. <laughs> and, you know, the employees, I have a lot of millennial and centennial employees that work in, in my building. And they don't want to be at work all day, every day, every holiday, every weekend. They have lives, they have children, they have their dreams that they want to work on. So it's really learning how to speak their language and relating to them. And we do that because we connect directly with them every single day. Um, I, I love that. I, my question is, and I, and I, I want to approach this, when you, you've been in management, and one retailer to another one. Have you seen the need for employers to step up and really train their managers to be able to manage people, deal with the personalities and so forth before you can even do an employee engagement program like MOVE that you, you've launched? So it's funny you ask that because that is a challenge that I am facing right now. Um, most of our leaders in our building, they are excited. They are invested. They love what we're doing. I have a few who are not as engaged with their employees as they should be. And their departments are actually the departments that are causing the most attrition in the building. And I've reported this to my HR because on top of it being an engagement committee, it is a retention committee. And we're trying to retain all of our good employees. So I use data and, you know, a lot of the managers don't know this, but I present to the higher ups of what's going on in the building because we need results from all of the fun things we're doing. And so, you know, I'm noticing that there's, two leaders in the building and when we get reports of a resignation or you know someone's getting separated from that department and they are the least engaged and so my call to all of my big my big bosses or senior leaders is every leader has to be engaged they have to buy in or you need to do some kind of um, performance management because it is a requirement. It's not an option. This is a requirement. Ooh, okay, we're we're having some fun in the chat. So um, I would highly, uh, I would I would like y'all to be engaging in the in the chat. I like <laughs> um, so be sure if you're in the chat with us that um, right above the chat there's a blue thing that's and you can drop it down to say to share to everyone if you want everyone to see your message. Otherwise, it's just coming to the panelists. I just want to make sure we are aware of who who can see your messages because we get some good things, but not everybody can see <laughs> stuff. So I do want to bring that up, but I want to go and ask you this question because I like how you said the least engaged person resign and they're like, what? Like, it wouldn't surprise to you. So let's talk about how do you leverage data to recognize the issue you're working to solve? So employee engagement, like what are you doing? Um, how, how are you collecting the data, analyzing the data to really help you understand 
how to how to make changes within inside of Nordstrom. So we have an impulse survey that goes out company wide, and every building um, gets employees to participate in it. And we use that data because acts like, are you engaged? How are you, how are your managers engaging you? Uh, what don't you like? And you know they do the one through ten, and then all of the leaders go into a room, and we look at how we're rated. And you're either in the red or the green. There's no in between, and I like that. So you're either good or you're bad. And um, engagement was the biggest piece. And attrition was like, well, why aren't you staying? And, you know, too much overtime, not getting paid enough, things like that. So what they did is they looked at market data. And I love when they look at market data because I always get a raise. <laughs> and they looked at market data and they saw that our competitors in the market, in particularly in Northern California, were paying more. And they also saw that they had a higher retention than we did. So they went and evaluated, reevaluated, you know, salary. And they started with who? The managers. And I'd been campaigning behind the scenes for that. And I'd been sending data, like literally breaking it down by cent, how much a manager really makes according to the hours they really work. And we just got our raises. They went into effect on Sunday. So they did market research. They also did that for the employees and saw that in the market, our employees were getting paid $3 less than our competitors offer. So they reevaluated that and they gave the employees a bump in, in their pay, which doesn't include their normal raise. So they're still going to get a, their annual raise next year, just like managers. So that was one thing that helped. Uh, the second thing is we measure attendance. Are they coming to work? Why aren't they coming to work? And we have a spreadsheet every day that goes out and it literally lists like the employee that called out the department and the reason. So I look at the reason. And if it's other than illness, everybody's gonna call out sick, I'm looking at the reason. And then what we do is when that employee does come to work, we go and we do a check and hey, is everything okay? Is there anything that you know you feel uncomfortable with talking to your leader about that you would like to discuss with us? What do you like about work? How can we get you more engaged? And so we use that attendance data in the system. And every week I go in, I look at all the hours that were scheduled. And then I look at all the hours that were worked. And then I send that calculation to my HR and my operations manager. And I say, this is where we are this week compared to last week. What can we do to move the needle? And um, it's been some really good data because we've actually increased 2% week over week since the move committee started back in July. Ooh, so I love that. I, I want to say one thing about the illness. Um, sick of being at work is an illness. So sometimes you need to take that day <laughs> um, because it, it is really important to take that day. Hey, it was like, Michelle, I, uh, my, my team was like, I need you to take that day more often, Michelle. <laughs> but I'm not sick of being at my startup. I'm just saying. I need to take a break, though. Mm -hmm. So I love those metrics that you dropped with us and how um managers in their first level or their individual contributors how you're looking at each part of this 
on a regular basis. And even though you may have hourly workers, it still is the same thing with his salary employees, when it's attendance and really understanding um, what's the driving factor for it. And, and I really love that. I, I get, um, I remember, I think last week, somebody had asked in a Slack community, um, for people that had unlimited PTO as an employee, how did you use it? Because they were afraid it was going to be abused. Well, the thing is, people are going to abuse not coming to work, whether no matter what your policy is. And and I, studies have shown that unlimited PTO is generally used less <laughs> because before a, a PTO that is accrued. Because when you see, like, I have to work 32 hours to get 0.028 hours. Oh, no, I'm going to use my 0.28 hours, right? And when it's unlimited, it's like, oh, I'll take a day off. It's always going to be there, right? It's like it's like you hit the lottery. So money is just always going to be there. So time off is always going to But when you got to work for time off, oh, you're going to take it. Mm -hmm. And so I love um, organizations when they have that mind shift and they give that. But I, I also want to talk about something that you brought up recently during our discussion, which was four tens, or y'all working four days a week. And what was that? Why did y'all move to that work schedule, a 410 work schedule? So first off, this is our first week. We piloted on Sunday and I have, I have juiced. Um, because we were overworked. <laughs> I was working on average every two weeks, about 111 hours every two weeks, getting paid for 80 straight and I had a problem with that because I'm, I'm in first I'm out last and you know I don't have a problem doing the work but it was becoming a lot because we weren't seeing our family members we a lot of people got really sick and then I'm I'm believing mental wellness all the way and I said this isn't you know helping anyone's mental health and I was like, you can't promote, you know, we want you to be well. We want you to, to, to love what you do. And you work people six days, 10 hours a week, I mean, 10 hours a day. Like, that's not okay. So um, we kept meeting with our vice president. I, I stayed on his neck. I kept meeting with him. And, and I really stressed the importance of why we needed to be on four tens along with my counterparts. And in August, they said, you know what? We heard you, we listened, and we want you guys to stay. Because at the time, there were four managers on the books that were ready to book it and good leaders. And we have a great team of great leaders, and they didn't want to lose anyone. So they had to bite the bullet, get rid of that old thinking, add more leaders to our roster so that we could have four tens. And um, because we're piloting it right now, the employees will go on four tens in March. They don't know it yet, but it was just decided. Woo, I love it. I love it. Like, yeah, give give me my time back. I, I, I love it the most. Okay, I go ahead. Well, the thing about that too is, so we have a lot of employees who suffer from mental illness in our building. And, you know, it wouldn't be good as a leader to overlook that. And when I say I'm employees who have contemplated suicide and, you know, the amount of emails and, and texts that I get, it, it 
weighs heavy on me. And I really, really wanted to fight for something to help them really increase their mental health. So we promote that. That's a part of employee engagement, making sure that they're mentally sound, that they're stable, that they have the access and the resources that they need. So in addition to that, I have brochures on if you feel overworked or if you need to take a rest break. I said, take a mental health day. You got PTO, like talk to your manager. You know, don't be afraid to call out or be afraid to really just take that day of rest. Or if you need to take an extra 10 minutes on your break, go ahead and breathe and just release because it's becoming um, more and more common where everyone's dealing with some kind of mental mental breakdown. And I really want us to contribute to that. And that is a big part of employee engagement. You know, you have to care about where they are mentally. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I want, we only have a few minutes left. These always go so fast. I tell people like, it's gonna go fast, it's 25 minutes. And they're like, we'll get it done. Like, no, we, we won't get it all done, but we won't get some good, good, a good amount of information and, and conversation going. If you have questions for Lestar, go ahead and drop them in the chat or either in the question section and we'll, we should have time hopefully for at least one or two of them. What advice would you give to other mid-level managers when it comes to employee turnover or engagement? Like what advice, like starting a program, um, how to help um, improving engagement, retaining your, retaining your team, like what is advice you would provide to them? So first, get to know your employees. You can't start something if you don't know what they need or what they want. And it all starts with conversation. Um, talking to them, seeing, you know, what motivates them, what drives them, you know, what keeps them going, um, what'll keep them coming to work. So it all starts about like talking to them. That's how I knew what to start. And when I knew what to start, then I used what they needed and what they wanted to see as, you know, a foundation of how our program should run. And my program is run by employees. So I'm just, I'm the person that writes the checks, really technically, like I give them the money. What do you, what do you guys want to do? They just did a, a cookout. They said they wanted to be outside. I said, we could do that. And I just supplied the funds and, you know, I conduct the meetings, but it's employee rent. So I wanted something that, you know, I'm the lead, but it's ran by my employees. So they're running my meetings. They're saying what they want to see, how things went, what we could do better. So it's really about getting to know the people who work for you because they are the ones who really sustain the business. Without them, there's no business. Absolutely, positively agree. And, and we do have a question for you as we wrap up. Okay. Have you been able to show your leadership team data on how investing in their employees has increased their bottom line. Yes. Yes, I have. We just had a meeting and our productivity. So our bottom line is based off of productivity and our productivity has increased week over week. And it was very low, low in the network. And so as our productivity increases, we look at our P50s and our P90s, which is basically like our shipments to customers. And if the shipments are getting to the customers in uh, in 
time, like when it's due or before early, that's what increases our revenue because they know, oh, it's not going to be delayed. It's not going to be late. Also, how the stores are performing. So we are a part of getting the merchandise to the store. So if the merchandise is getting to the store in time, the company is going to make money. And we've already started to see everything go from being in the red to the yellow, up to the green. And it's by facility. And I'm on a quest for my facility to be number one because that's a bigger bonus that we all get and more money for my employees. I love it. I love it. So great question. Last question I have for you is how can people connect? Oh, wait, we have another another question. I okay. think we can speak this in. In a perfect world, what will your department look like when your mission is complete, Lestar? It will be number one. And it will, uh, my, my department is actually one of the top performing. It runs itself. And I think my employees, because they, they have an advantage, they have an engagement lead in the department. But it'll be number one, it'll run itself. And I'll be able to pass the baton onto someone else because I just got word that my HR wants me to actually like give move to someone else. because There's something, another program they want me to lead, which is about uh, diversity, inclusion, and belonging in the company. So, um yeah. So he just told me that two days ago. So he said, once this is solidified, pass it on, I have something else for you to do. So I have some people I'm going to connect you to, but this is a great conversation and the work that you're doing. Um, how can people connect with you on social? Like where should they go to find Lestar? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Lestar Moore. You can find me on Facebook, Lestar Moore. My name's Lestar on everything, but I'm on LinkedIn a lot. Um, I love to connect with uh, everyone on LinkedIn. So Lestar Moore, you can search me or search me on Facebook. It's not a private profile. I'm public. I'll be, I'll be friends with anyone and we can talk and just, you know, connect. So I'm always available. I love it. I love it. Lestar, thank you so much today for spending time with us, sharing your experience, your expertise in this space and I see fantastic things for you and Nordstrom as long as they keep you happy coming down the pike. Thank you so much. Thank you.